0: From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars.
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Schutt, appropriations reporter at CQ, filling in this week for David Lerman. Welcome to the CQ Budget Podcast. The House and Senate return from their 4th of July recess this week. The House has three legislative weeks before it leaves for its lengthy August recess. The Senate is scheduled to be in town for four weeks and then about three weeks in August. If that schedule holds, the Senate will have much more time to advance spending bills than the House, as long as the House can send them a couple more appropriations vehicles in the weeks ahead. Joining me today to talk about what's ahead for the appropriations process are CQ Appropriations reporters Kelly Madrick and Ryan McCrimmon. Thanks a
0: lot, Jen. Good to be here.
1: Ryan, there are three months left until fiscal 2019 begins on October 1st. What are the biggest challenges appropriators face in getting all 12 spending bills across the floor into conference and onto President Trump's desk?
0: So one of the challenges is just time. Uh, As you mentioned, the House will be out for their August recess. The Senate is planning to be here, but we don't know if they'll actually stay for the full three weeks that they're planning. It's possible they could cut it short. Um, So, you know, getting 12 bills done before September 30th every single year, it's always a huge challenge. This year, they're a little bit farther along than they typically are. So we'll see how many they get done. But time is definitely a factor. And then there's contentious policy issues that pop up every year when they're debating these annual spending bills. Some of the bills that they've taken up so far, including the three-bill package that the House and the Senate have both passed, those were some of the easier bills to pass, the ones that they typically start with each year. But after that, it gets a lot more difficult. The rest of the 12 bills are fraught with contentious issues. Passing the Homeland Security Spending Bill is really going to be a nightmare for both chambers because that bill contains immigration issues, and that's one of the most hotly debated topics right now. So it's hard to see either chamber passing that um, on its own or, or even as part of a package and sending that to President Trump's desk before September 30th. So there's a lot that could go wrong. It's, it's been going fairly smoothly so far, but it's unclear how much longer that'll last.
1: And Kelly, what's your expectation for what spending bills, if any, are enacted into law before the end of the fiscal year?
2: So there seems to be pretty good momentum behind this three-bill package that Ryan mentioned. Military construction, you know, veterans projects, the legislative branch funding Congress, the Library of Congress, the Supreme Court, energy water projects like locks and dams, local community uh, funding for for nuclear science labs and all of that those are those are real milk toast bills those are bills that nobody's going to really fight about the house has already voted to com- go to conference the senate is expected very shortly and then on the house side there's now going to be the interior environment and financial services general government bill both of those bills are on the house calendar so that might be another potential minibus and the house has already passed the defense bill there has been some talk in the senate of potentially linking it up with the Labor HHS bill, education bill. Those are two of the biggest... Um, spending bills for Republicans and Democrats. Republicans hang their hat on the defense bill. Democrats want the labor, HHS, education bill to be enacted, and and so if those two were put together, that could be a pretty powerful vehicle that gets a lot of spending off of uh, off of the to do list. But there's a real big question with all this really intense policy stuff on Supreme Court and immigration as to whether that can be done before October 1st, and it's looking not super likely.
1: And Ryan, one of the issues we've seen come onto the Senate's calendar that we weren't expecting earlier this year is the Supreme Court justice nomination process. How could efforts to confirm a new justice factor into the appropriations process? And do you think it could harm some of the bipartisan goodwill that's sort of been carrying these spending bills along in the Senate?
0: Yes, it's definitely possible that it could sort of erode the bipartisanship that has been present in the Senate so far. Um, On the one hand, it'll take up some time because they'll have to have the justice meeting with senators, there'll be confirmation hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee, and then of course the floor vote. So it'll take up time and it'll also potentially damage the goodwill between Democrats and Republicans. Um, both, Both sides have really sort of praised how well the appropriations process has been going so far. But... Uh, A really sort of nasty fight over the Supreme Court could damage that, but it sort of depends on how hard Democrats are going to fight. Um, If you look back to 2016, when there was the opening and President Obama uh, nominated Merrick Garland to fill the vacancy, Democrats decided they were not going to sort of blow up other issues like appropriations to, to have a hearing on Garland's nomination. It's possible they could fight a little bit harder this time. Uh, they have sort of gotten some flack over their lack of playing hardball with the Garland nomination. So they may be more amped up to fight this year, especially under President Trump. And so we'll see exactly how, how this affects other issues.
2: And, you know, Ryan, this kind of gets me thinking about how When every time Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell talks about extending the August recess, he always mentions appropriations bills and judge nominations. So from a Democrat perspective, you could see that Democratic lawmakers might be like, well, as long as we're on an appropriations bill, we're not going to be on a judge. But then you wonder, too, if there's some extreme breakdown in the Supreme Court debate, whether they start halting procedure on judges, too, and then how that flows into the appropriations process as well is a big deal, Jennifer.
1: And Kelly, you've done some reporting on the election year curse. Can you walk us through what that is and give us your prediction for how that will impact the continuing resolution that's going to be needed for at least part, if not all, of government in September, and then how the midterm election results will impact what happens with spending bills in most likely
2: December? It's definitely a curse, but it's also an interesting factor for people who watch appropriations in a midterm election year. It's pretty common for them to fail to do any, if not just a handful of the spending bills before the elections come full force. And part of that is because of the contentious issues that we've all been talking about here. You know, it one it, it depends and we will know very shortly after the November elections as to what the calculus is going to be. If, if Republicans win a lot more seats, for example, they might want to tide spending over into the new Congress to get more of the policy provisions that they'd like to extract with a more powerful senator house but if the republicans lose a lot of seats in the house for example or the senate they might want to stick with the old congress wrap up spending before christmas tie a bow on the whole thing and like start everything over from from scratch in the new year
1: and we here at cq and roll call will be covering all of that for you thanks to kelly and ryan for being here today thanks, Jen. thanks for having us I'm Jennifer Shutt. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading the daily CQ budget newsletter. You can also subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and NPR One. For more budget news, you can visit RollCall.com or CQ.com or find us on Twitter at CQNow or at RollCall. See you next week.